When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. Welcome everyone to another episode of We'll Talk About That Later podcast. This is your weekly football show and um, you may notice that this is Abdi, your host this week. Junior is actually serving a one-match ban um, for for consistently bad, consistently. Punctu- consistent bad punctuality and um, bad behaviour. But yeah, That's also a um, lie. Yeah, he's also jump, backseat driving again, so he jumped in on my intro. So, Junior, do you want to introduce yourself? How are you today? Uh, I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm having a mare today and yesterday, but I just want to say that it's unfair to say that I am uh, consistently lacking on the punctuality, but uh, because okay. that would probably be aimed at someone who's hosting today. But yeah, not so. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That was a that was a wonderful intro, and also I forgot to say, um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and also, we've also got um, someone who hates Jose Mourinho as much as I do, and in many ways that makes her a wonderful human being. But also, she is a Tottenham fan. So, Tanya, how are you today? Woo! I'm good, Abdi. I'm liking you as host, actually. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a, it'll be a permanent change. We'll see after this podcast, isn't it? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and lastly, we also got someone who is a Liverpool fan, and he sees all of the Liverpool players as his children. Mark, <laughs> today you're going to have to discipline some of your children. How are you today, mate? Oh my! You know what? I'm, I'm very good after that intro. You got me chuckling. Uh, you're right. right no. so... Carpenter of children will have to be disciplined, um, <laughs> sent to the Norton Corner. But <laughs> there, there are a couple who, who won't be. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, well, let's not waste any more time. The spotlight game this week was Liverpool versus Man United. Probably the biggest game since the last title race you guys were involved in, 2008-2009. We were involved in both these teams. Um, so, yeah, it was a nil-nil draw. Mark, what did you think? What did you think of the lineup? What did you think of Liverpool's performance? And... Yeah, just give us your thoughts. 
Yeah, it's an interesting one because for some reason the the main Liverpool FC Twitter account about two days before the United game just started tweeting loads of pictures of Jarl Matip in training. And I don't know why they did that if, and so it turned out he wasn't going to play. So I was expecting Jarl Matip to be in there and then Henderson to be in midfield with Thiago and Wijnaldum. Didn't turn out like that. We played Henderson and Fabinho at the back again with a midfield three um, of Thiago, Wijnaldum and Shakiri, which actually, if you look at it on paper, is genuinely a really, really good midfield three. It's just not as strong as what we would usually go with. And obviously the centre-back issue is still a really big issue. And it's not just, we'll talk about the game, but it's not just the defensive side of things that we're kind of missing out on now with the, without Virgil and Joe Gomez is actually... The, the way that the the con the way the consistent way that they would start our attacks we missed that so much mm-hmm. but the game I thought we it, it kind of went how I thought it would, would go we would have most of the ball they would press when they thought the moment was right other than that they would sit off um but they created some chances for themselves um Allison made some unbelievable saves which he always does, um, but he's shown his quality on a massive, massive stage once again. Um, but yeah, United could have scored, we could have scored. I was anxious going into the 75th minute still at 0-0 uh-huh. because I was thinking, you know what, the way United are set up, it reminded me of Spurs under Mourinho, actually, in a sense, not completely, but they did <laughs> sit back and they knew that their best chances would come on the counter-attack. Yeah. Turns out some of their, most of their best chances didn't, but you had the the Rashford counter, which Fabino dealt with expertly. Uh-huh. Oh um, yeah, brilliant from Fabino. So I mean, all in all, it, it's something that I, I kind of. If you offered me a point before the game, I wouldn't have taken it. Of course. But looking back at it now, it's a point where we'll move on with that point, um, and and go to Burnley on Thursday and and hopefully collect the three points and start to kind of walk with a bit of, str- of a strut again because we've not looked at it recently. No. That's what, four games without a goal now, I think? It's, um, wow. three. It's, it's three. It's too long. Three three games without a goal, but you haven't won in four. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we've you... won six of our last 14 or something like that. So wow. It's something, it's something I and you and everyone is not used to in the past kind of three years with Liverpool. Yeah. Which is which is interesting. Um, it's going to be an interesting rest of the season. It doesn't look like we're going to sign a centre back, so we're going with what we've got. Um, and whether it just that? turns do into, not, I don't know. Yeah. Do you Listen, not feel Daniel, a bit angry about that though? Like, why why will you not send it send a centre back? Is that, is that definitely not? Well, Abdi, I'll be honest. If we were intending to sign a centre back, I think we would have got it done on the first of January. True, There's no yeah, need to wait true. because we needed it. We needed him three weeks ago, as well as as much as we need a centre back now. The, but the reason I'm not angry, yes, I definitely think we need a centre back. But I've learned now to trust this board and trust the process with this club. Mm-hmm. We always get it right, and there's obviously some sort of plan in place for the summer. Um, obviously, football clubs have made football clubs have made losses. Everyone has. Yeah, there isn't true. money it's to difficult. splash about, and I, I think we're planning for the summer. Um, and I mean, I think at the moment we're just relying on other clubs to to beat some of the teams around us because we're not getting the job done ourselves at the moment. Mark, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, just on your point about uh, not signing someone on the 1st of Jan, do you not think just because 
obviously when you sign players in the like in the summer you can get things done pretty easily uh and january is notoriously like the most difficult um transfer market there is do you not think that potentially you could sign a defender but it's just because the market is so difficult it's finding the right one like you said you're trusting the board and the process and obviously they don't just want to bring in um corker again you know and, and play play him up top but it's it's about that process of of being able to get the right man and, and maybe it goes down to like the last two weeks or the last week of jan what do you think i mean you have a point but again what i've learned from this club is that they they don't go now for a player unless they're 100% sure he is the right player and the right mm. fit and we're going to get four or five years out of him, including his peak. Mm. And if that player isn't on the market right now, what I've learned is that we simply won't buy. Would you loan? So that, that's where I think, I think that's where we're at. And I think there's a potential that um, really, really good centre-backs, Upamankano, mm. certain other centre-backs of that, it will be available in the summer, but just not now. So it's about whether do we sign a centre-back now that we're not really too keen on, but we really need him, mm. or do we go and get a better one in the summer? I think that's what the question is. Do you not think there's a, like, a loan option? Or... There's definitely a loan option. A loan option right now would be perfect. Six-month mm. loan, come in, do the job, and then off mm. you go, and we'll buy our centre-back. But again, it's, it's like about... <laughs> Discarded, like... But again, it's about who... Who of a certain quality is available for long yeah. in the January transfer? Davinson Sanchez, Mark. Davinson <laughs> Sanchez is waiting for you right there. No, Davinson Sanchez is Mourinho's love child. Uh, I want to go. I want to go back to the game. Yeah. We've been a bit of a tangent. Um, from my perspective, obviously you started off with two two centre mids at centre back, mm-hmm. but obviously those were they both performed very well as we saw. Like you spoke about Fabinho mm-hmm. for that Rashford chance. Rashford, by the way, <laughs> he can feed the country, but he can't feed Cavani for that chance. This is, which is uh, unacceptable. He should have, have the well. best game. Um, but I, I thought, like, obviously, everyone was talking about Thiago's performance and everything like that, and um, he did play very well. Um, but in the second half, I was I was very disappointed with Liverpool because, obviously, like we we all discussed, I think everyone here, apart from probably Tanya, we all wanted Liverpool to win because we didn't really want Man United to um, go, down, you know be top of the league and then go to the champions who haven't lost in four years and then be both bragging for the next 50 years or something. Um, but I thought, I thought like your attackers were let me down so much. Like Salah, Salah was doing most of his work really on the, the right-hand side, like he's like, like, like he's Ziyech, for example. And then there was no overlap from um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I don't know yeah. why he was fearing well, That's no. why, go on. Well, that's what I mean about it's not just in a defensive aspect that we're really missing Van Dijk and Gomez. Is that our fullbacks? They simply, bottom line is, they can't push forward how they would with Virgil Van Dijk and Joe Gomez in the team. And it, we've lost a massive element of how we attack and how we play football. Mm. It's not completely gone out of our game, but they definitely pick and choose when to move forward now and, and are more focused on actually that de- defensive responsibility, as you would imagine with two centre mids at centre back. Mm. And also, we, and with Henderson playing centre back, he's not covering for Trent as you know, like he would from mm-hmm. centre mid. So, but Trent, to be fair, like I don't know what's going on to him. Like his performances have been so poor recently. And also, yeah. we, this is a guy who we talked about as like possibly being a generational player, 
best right back in the world and everything. Which I'm not saying I, he's not, but his performances have been really poor recently. I, think which I didn't think he was bad against I, yeah, United. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it's really harsh to say he was poor. I thought he was poor against United. I, have to say. I, don't, I don't think so. Maybe I think because I hold would, him to such high standard. No, nah, but, but he, was mm. poor, he was poor against Southampton where he gave the ball 38 times. Mm. Uh, where he gave the ball away, sorry, 38 times. But against Man United... I, don't I thought defensively it wasn't bad. I, I don't think nah, it was bad defensively, but I think attacking-wise, this is a guy who's an attacking right-back. That's his job. That's, yeah. that's yeah, what uh, he is. Uh, all right, Abdi, you say less. But um, <laughs> I think it's because you have to think about like the way Man United set up to play on the counter. If you're Trent Alexander-Arnold and you're exposing a guy who's not a centre-back in Jordan Henderson, um, all right, not so much Fabinho because Fabinho's played there basically all season, but Jordan Henderson... Um, even Robertson, you you saw it a lot of the time, even though he, he did um, do some of those like byline crosses that he likes to do. But I just think, I think it's what Mark was saying. It's in their mind that it's like, I can't go up as much as I, 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 I want to. Because you saw like Ra- Rashford was offside like 77 times in that first half. But imagine if one of those works and it goes down the side of Trent or it goes down the side of um, Robertson then they're at fault for the goal. And I think, obviously, in this kind of game, you don't want to... Like, obviously, you want to win, but more importantly, you don't want to lose. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I think. I don't know... I I don't know if you agree or... I think on the the Trent situation, listen, it's clear he hasn't been at the level he was at last season and the season before this season just yet. Um, He's played a lot of football... Um, Klopp came out after I think it might have been the Villa game that we won 7-0 and, and said that Trent actually had COVID in pre-season or whatever pre-season the players got and he said it affected him quite a lot in terms of lung capacity etc and the club never announced that but he thought he'd come out and announce it I think there are a lot of factors that kind of get you to where Trent's at right now but I do think we'll start to see the best of him again this season soon enough I have another point as well um it was it was kind of discussed on um, Monday Night Football yesterday. We have to remember, yeah, one that no one had a decent preseason, and number two, Liverpool have been playing a hundred miles an hour for like three years now, and mm-hmm. without a proper rest. So it's not for nothing that you're seeing um, blunt performances by uh, Mane, Salah, uh, Trent, or or these players who play. I think the only one who 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 still is going at 100 miles per hour is Robertson, um, and but that's not to fault all of the other players because they've given everything in this three year stint to win the Champions League, to win the Premier League. Bro, the year they didn't win the uh, the Premier League, they went and pushed City uh, and had mm, 100 points and blah blah blah. Mm. So it's like you're missing out by a point in the most like stringent of margins, and I think three years of doing that. Will exhaust anyone. Abdi, I want to see you run 100 miles per hour for three years and then and then play Man United. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think I bet <laughs> <laughs> you'll still be picking out those passes. Go on. Yeah, um, no, I think just quickly, sorry, and I want to ask you guys about Man, Man United. Yeah, um, I'll speak a bit more to. about the game, but um, I think what we're missing now, and I know he's been with us not that long now he's been injured for a while but we really are missing Jota as well mm-hmm. yeah what, he, what he does for that front three is look when you sit back and actually look at things that front three has caused riot mm-hmm. for four years straight mm-hmm. but there comes a time when you sit back and think we've played against these three players so much that we actually now know 
how to defend against these guys really well. And Jota just adds so much unpredictability to that whole front line in terms of where he runs, the runs he makes, at what moment he makes the runs, coming deep to collect the ball. And we're missing that a lot because the front three have been amazing, but yeah, they've hit just a, a bit of a rock. And you saw when we played the four of them together back during the season, it just looked so good. So I think mm. once Jota comes back, I, I do think our, our attacking play will start to improve as I well. Sent a, I sent a message to Abdi, yeah? And like, I know how much, like Abdi introed that, these Liverpool players are like your kids and stuff. So I, I'm not trying to like start nothing, I promise. But for me, I'm starting to think that the expiry date on Firmino has come. Um, and obviously yep. that happens with players. Like when they, when they start to age and stuff, they don't produce the quality um, that they have in the past. But I just think for everything that Firmino never offered Liverpool... Um, and but all of the stuff that he used to, I think even that now is like highlighting the stuff that he didn't offer. If yeah. you get what I mean, so like the lack of yeah. goals and and the lack of assists was crowded out by his work rate and his effort in the team to hold up the ball to get the the your main guys into position and all that kind of stuff. That's what we were like. Nah, you know what? Firmino is probably the best number nine in the league. But for right now, I think mm. even last season, even like your title winning season, I, like I, was it like seven goals he scored all, all season in the Premier League? Uh, for nine, maybe. Yeah, something along those Yeah, lines. so like it's not what you, especially for, uh, um, for a Liverpool side who creates so many chances, you're thinking like mm. this is a guy, if you had uh, uh, like a finisher in there, obviously if you have a finisher in there, it's, it becomes more selfish. It becomes less about... The team. I don't know. You you lose things. You, you yeah. gain things. But I, I think Firmino is is his time's up. In my opinion, I, I make you right. His time definitely isn't up. But his time is not at Liverpool anyway. But potentially as a nailed on guaranteed starter. I hear what you're saying. I think a is time to drop him out of that striker role and just play him a bit deeper now. Mm-hmm. And B, I completely hear what you're saying because it seems like his first touch has gone missing. Um, his match sharpness, the way he kind of manoeuvres the ball, it's all gone down a small level and not really sure where it is. But you've got to remember, remember remember we had a brief moment in this season where fans were back in stadiums. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it was a coincidence that we saw his best form right in that period. I think he is one of those players that needs the crowd mm. as well, just to boost him a bit. And I think we'll see that once we get crowds back, hopefully next season... <laughs> Um, hopefully um, performances start to pick up. But you're right, I think from next season it will be probably Mane, Jota, Salah. Mm, you probably will yeah. need to get another striker as well, given mm. that probably you're going to move on to Origi as well, who came on and did nothing. Um, <laughs> all right, like, I, I do I do want us to talk about Man United real quickly. It was an odd game for Man United, from my point of view. Um, they came into. They were really scared, especially in the first thirty minutes. They they really couldn't get on the ball with Liverpool's recoveries as well. Every time Liverpool an attack broke down, it won ball won the ball straight away. And we'll get on to. I don't know if you want to talk about Thiago, but um, he obviously he was balling like a madman in the first thirty minutes. Like every every time he got the ball. Uh, but Man United, I don't know. I think they woke up a bit towards the end of the half as well, and um, they didn't really have any many clear chances. I mean, Bruno had a free key that went wide, didn't it? Um, but I thought defensively they were quite secure because, like we, like we mentioned earlier, Liverpool's front three weren't playing so well. Um, and, you know, like guys like Salah, Salah was quite deep. 
and he wasn't doing the damage in the final third. Uh, but then in the second half, I feel like they will probably think, I don't know what you think, Mark, but I think my, from my United perspective, they'll probably be a little disappointed that they didn't nick, some, nick it because they had That's... the two best chances in the game. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like you mentioned, you have a world-class goalkeeper, but they would probably be thinking we should have, that definitely at least a Bruno chance. That yeah, well, that's why I was, at the start, when I said, if you offered me a point before the game, I would have said absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But the way that the game went, I can I can just, I can be content with a point. I'm not happy with it, but as you've just kind of said, the two biggest chances probably did fall to United. So in yeah. that case, take the point and run. We've got Burnley on Thursday, which is such a good Easy opportunity. Win. Burnley at home. Oh, yeah, but we, yeah. thought that, we thought that about Newcastle, Fulham, Brighton. So yeah. the, what I'm saying, this is this is the opportunity. This is the game. It has to be the game where we kickstart our season. Because if it's not this game, I I will start to get a little bit worried. It has to be this game I at think, home against Burnley. I think we need to stop with the narrative of easy games because um, the Premier League yeah, is crazy. this season. Yeah. There's no there's no easy games. But just on Man United, I must say I was really 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 disappointed with Man United. Um, a Man United, then... a Man United Sorry, team in form. You've got players like, attacking players like Rashford. Even though I don't rate him, Martial, uh, Bruno Fernandes, Pogba. Bro, Pogba was playing right back in that first half. That <laughs> That's Oli for joke. you. That has to be a joke. And then Oli comes out at the end of the game and he says he's disappointed. But I understand you're going to Anfield and blah, blah, blah. Um, and the thing that, you know, all managers say, oh, you need to grow into the game, blah, blah, blah. I understand all of that, but to show no attacking intent in that first half, like th- that man was just aiming for a Rashford, hopeful, not offside, but Rashford was offside every 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 moment. I just think I was expecting more. Uh, if I'm being honest, I thought, but I will caveat it by saying it is Liverpool. It is yeah, Liverpool. that's what but, I was going to say but, as well. But the biggest but they had. F- yeah, <laughs> I was going to say just caveat, yeah. caveat, Abdi's caveat. Yeah, you, you, look, this is a good moment. I just still think it's dangerous this is to a try good and moment. play toe-to-toe. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. This is a good moment to face Liverpool, if there ever is a good moment to face Liverpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, Henderson it was their best chance. Yeah, 100%. To come to Anfield and win. Did, Sunday was. They won't have it that easy next season. Exactly. And they are in form. Liverpool are stuttering. They've got Henderson at centre-back. They're playing Shakiri, who hasn't played a lot of football, in there with Thiago, who also hasn't played a lot of football. This was his Anfield debut. I just think this was your chance to go in there and set a marker. Obviously, I'm not saying attack for 90 minutes because you're going to get ripped. But what I'm saying is, we've seen, Mark even said it here, we've seen Fulham play a different way and get a positive result. Man United reverted to West Brom tactics. Yeah, Man United, this is a positive result, though. Going away yeah, to the Champions exactly. I think and remaining top. Point. No, I'm not massive talking Massive point. No, what I'm saying is, yes, it's a it's a massive point, whatever. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> the way they earned it, We, I just said Mark said that Fulham earned a, a, a massive point by playing in a positive way. Man United earned by playing like West Brom. Nah, I just I think mean. if you're United, though, you're not... <laughs> You're not yeah. going to be too fast. You've still got a four-point lead now. Yeah. And you're going to be mm. feeling confident onto the next game. Liverpool, but you can't I'm underestimate them as a team. I said I, I was disappointed. <laughs> well, I know you're not. <laughs> but, but Tanya, you also got to remember, they are four points clear, but that was their chance to go even back. Perfectly. Clear. Now, I, I'm telling you, we will pick up form again. Mm-hmm. And 
come the end of the season, you they never know. It, yeah. it might be those two points that they could have picked up on Sunday. Well, let us pray that Man United rue this missed chance to beat Liverpool. And I've but then also been, been there, done that. We're just talking about. Um, <laughs> Man United and Liverpool, like there's not a Man City. We'll come to him in a second. No, no, no. But but, but my point is, is that the same point Mark was talking about being further ahead from Liverpool, they could have distanced themselves from uh, Man City because now if Man City win their two games, they're one point behind United. It's true. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Obviously, the approach is 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 something that you probably wouldn't expect from top of the league. But we have to. I know. I know. We we put these caveats. We have to actually acknowledge acknowledge the caveats. One, Liverpool are champions. (laughs) Their best team. Their I, in my opinion, I'd say they're probably one, if not two, best team in the world. You're aware at Anfield. Let's not forget Anfield. You know, not everyone comes to Anfield and wins exactly. Like we've, mm, when's no last time we lost in the no league? No one has for four years. Four yeah. years, no one's come. Like Mar- has Mane ever lost a game at Anfield in the league? <laughs> no. Mane, Van Dijk, Allison, Robertson, no. none of them. But, but you're you're acting like I'm saying that Man United shouldn't on, have defended. On, on, I never said that. I, I, I hear what that. you're saying. I hear you saying. I hear what you're saying. I acknowledge it. <laughs> but I'm just saying that we do need to give May United some credit. There were some really good performances. Yeah, like, they... Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I've criticised him since we've started this podcast, but Luke Shaw has probably the best game he's ever had for May United. Oh, he was brilliant, Luke yeah. Shaw. Absolutely I brilliant. I always criticise him uh-huh. because, because, one, he he's he, like since Ole's been there, I have to admit he's improved a bit. There have been some <laughs> mad performances like against Tottenham where he was absolutely outrageous. But then he, there are some performances where defensively he looks a bit solid. But what I criticise him for him is that he doesn't overlap. He doesn't act like a proper fullback. He's too scared to overlap. I think like maybe he'll get tired. But in this game, he was he was actually providing some sort of overlap and, you know, um, it, you know just trying to stretch the defence a bit more. But yeah, defensively, he was really good. I thought Maguire was good as well. He dealt with everything in the air quite mm. well. And, um, but yeah... Oh, well, okay, so in terms of the title race, what, where are we at? Do we generally think, mate? Who who are you all predicting right now? What, to win the now. title. Yeah. yeah. If you're asking me, it's got to be of, City. Yeah, who's scared, in yeah, form? I think, I think it's going to be City, to be honest. Listen, yeah. let me I'm just say win. one thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before. Um, and obviously, this it hurts me to say this, but when City pick up form and start mm-hmm. to win games, yeah. They usually win ten to fifteen on the bounce, and I can yeah. kind of see that happening now. So, but, I don't know. I think it's too. We'll get, we'll, 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 I think we'll, it's too we'll, early to start predicting who's going to win the league in terms of like. It's true. Very true. Uh, Twenty obviously, games to go. Yeah. yeah, obviously we we said you know Mark came on here famously a, a few weeks ago and said Liverpool going to win the league, but. Um, I, just, I, I still the, the words were put into my mouth slightly. Yeah. But... He was goaded into it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think. Uh, I still stand by Liverpool. I think there's still a long, long way to go. Um, we're talking about, we just literally said, you can't, there's no easy games, and then go, oh yeah, Man City are going to win the league. So you've just discounted all of the other, it's true. other teams. But obviously I'm not saying that Man City can't go on a 15 game run. I'm just saying it's too early. Um, and there's still a lot of teams in the mix. Bro, yeah. from first to uh, seventh, yeah. it's five points. Can I, just, I was actually just going to say one thing that we can all agree on before I think we'll probably move to the next game is that we're in for potentially the, the best title race we've seen for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. In the sense that we've had some great, in, in the past few seasons, you've had real big battles between City and Liverpool, but you haven't had more than like a two-horse race. Mm, It'd yeah. be interesting to have three or four teams in the mixer with like five or six games to go. Because any of these teams can take points of any of these teams. Mm. That's true. All right. Um, 
yeah, we'll just wrap up on that game. Um, so yeah, funny you mentioned City, Man City win, <laughs> win, win one four nil against Palace. Uh, that was that eight game in eight eight win on the bounce. Uh, best defensive record in the league by a mile. Yeah. Um, wow. And then they've just been picking up like one nil wins here and there. Like I think who did they beat midweek? Was it Fulham? No, it Brighton. They beat Brighton. Brighton. It was only one nil at mm-hmm. home. Yeah. But uh, Palace got it, and it was sort of like put Arsenal's result against Palace on Thursday to shame because we drew nil nil, and then they came and slapped them. But uh, what did you guys think? I thought uh, Man City. Yeah, they're they're, well, they're back now. They are back. They are back. I have to say, first of all, I, I'm disappointed in Palace. They're just. Oh, just, we say this all the time. <laughs> I say this all the time. They're, they should be a lot more. Um, they should. They should express themselves on the pitch a lot more than well, I, I think manager? they do. I know. I know. But they've got players in there, and it just disappoints me because I thought I didn't mm. listen. I didn't think they would win. I didn't even think they'd pick up a point. But I thought they would at least look dangerous and give City yeah. a game and nothing. Nothing. is right, man. Roy Hodgson is a digestive biscuit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Boring guy, bro. Now, listen, but um, on the City thing, I think it's been coming um, a a performance like this, I feel, from Man City. Like Abdi said, they've been winning odd goals here and there. But I think we spoke about it like at the beginning of, I think it was like at the start, why they were so disjointed because Man City conceded a lot of goals last season. And he's obviously... You know, he spent a lot of money to correct that issue with buying two centre backs for a hundred mil and whatever. But I think the biggest change, which is what we spoke about, <clears throat> is having the double pivot in midfield with Rodri and um Fernandinho or Gundogan or or whoever it is that he decides to play in that in that double pivot, which has seen them stop conceding goals. And I think it wasn't working in the beginning of the season because I think they're so used to having so much going forward. So to have two players who just sit and then you have the rest of them revolving around that, I think it was something that they were just trying to work out the kinks. Obviously, it doesn't help having Aguero out injured. Um, but it's interesting because man, I think for the first time in Guardiola's career, I think he's more concerned with not conceding because he feels mm. that he will get those goals. I don't know. That's the mm. vibe I get. Well, do you know what? It helps that Gundogan's turned into like a De Rossi. He's turned into Gundogan from 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, he's (laughs) unbelievable. What's going on? Yeah. Um, I think think on that point, Junior, I think what helps is that he sort of, although he did change it up a little bit, but he sort of settled on his back four. Yeah. Like his first choice right now is Cancelo and Zinchenko as the fullbacks (laughs) and um, Diaz and Stones. And we have to give John Stones massive credit yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. criticized him. Like this guy, he was, and rightly so, he was making some crazy errors. But um, I've always liked for a, a centre back who can play, and he has been. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he's he's notorious for being a ball playing centre back. But it's the same a, his concentration is really good. Come yeah. on, I'll make a quick point about just to back you up about how literally. <laughs> let's be honest, we all kind of just ruled him out, and, yeah. and we did our England 11s about a month ago, and I have to be honest. Uh, let's say not a month ago. Uh, two months ago yeah. before he got back into that team and I have to be honest he didn't really even cross my mind <laughs> same you I asked me that again to our podcast, now that's why and he was like watch yeah. <laughs> exactly but you asked me that again now and he's a thousand percent in that squad he's probably like, the number one shadow of a doubt at the moment exactly. yeah he probably yeah with, with Maguire, Maguire probably yeah, yeah definitely yeah. not yeah. dire but um, on 
and also as well, they score some fantastic goals. Like really, ah. they just just well Sterling's free kick, Gundogan's goal, Gundogan's goal against Chelsea. Just like the football's been, and I, I get onto him all the time. But Charlie Adam, what a ball! <laughs> <laughs> That's now, Kevin De Bruyne. Also, like <laughs> Phil Foden for like obviously we know he's a top talent and all that kind of stuff, but to see him affect games when he plays like mm-hmm. the Chelsea game I thought he was excellent um scored against Brian he's yeah he scored against Brian and he I thought he was brilliant I think he was man of the match as well but it's just getting him to I don't know I don't know if Pep fully trusts him but it's if 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 and when he does and he's consistent bro that guy is going to be difficult to stop because he's yeah. so good at breaking the lines he's so technically good he he kind of floats when he's got the ball. It's just he's ridiculous for a nineteen-year-old. And all of, and they're doing all of this without Aguero. Like Aguero, yeah, is, that's, like, that's I, the crazy. Was, he came, I think he came on in a game recently. I he can't remember what game it was. And then he just yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of and also he's out of contract at the end of the summer at the end of the yeah. season as well. So. So let's get this straight, man. You know they're going to go by a big hit this summer. I think it's. Yep. I don't even think there's any doubt about it. They, oh, they have to because they can't Arlen, rely yeah. on Aguero and his fitness, and you mm. just can't really rely on Jesus and his it's form. True. Really, he's in and out of it, and I just think they oh, need and he's a Billy. Yeah. No, but I agree. I think they're definitely going to. They have to. Get a striker. It's I don't know why Pep refuses to buy more than one striker. He's like he buys seventeen centre backs, but he he's only bought one striker his whole time. So yeah, I was saying that before. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So moving on to the next game, we've got Leicester as well. Who? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I, I'm calling them dark horses for the title because they just keep winning. They the thing is one yeah. at this stage you just gotta keep winning. It's and true. yes, they've lost quite no, a few games. No, for like, no, uh, no, 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 no. They're was, not winning the league. I no. said dark horses. And also, this is a Sheffield United. This is Leicester I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, unless you want to unveil a new agenda for no reason. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Le- I think I've got now. a Leicester agenda. I've got a Leicester agenda for sure. Well, I've only got an agenda with one player, but we'll talk about him. Tell him. <laughs> um, all right, Madison opened the scoring with a really good finish at the near post. Yeah. With the, wait, um, wait, so wait. did his socially distant yeah. celebration. Really good is actually being quite mean. Like, that was incredible top finish. level stuff. He spoke about something. He so said, the, yeah, he reminded him of the Arshavin's goal years ago. Arshavin's goal. He said his coach, he said, or one of his coaches used to tell his him. His dad, he said his dad. His dad, if you're that close to goal and the keeper's covering the, the, the low angles and the only space to go for is the top of the net, hit it as hard as you can and then most yeah. likely will go in and that's probably exactly what, what he did. It's probably what Pogba should have done with that chance. Mm. No, no but the thing about that is Pogba did do that. Do you know uh, how much power was on the ball? He put power, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but, he, what were you going to say? Um, well, I was just going to say, firstly, we should probably credit Southampton because... 2 0 flatters Leicester, and mm. that goal kind of came at the end of the half when Leicester were just getting back into it because Southampton played really well. Um, mm. And they closed Leicester down and they had their chances. They didn't take them chances. No, Danny Ings again. He's in and out. I think he COVID, may have had he's, COVID. Yeah, yeah, he's, got, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's not actually injured, so that's, that's good for him. But yeah, I just think, um, and you know, I, I'll retract my statement about Leicester being in a false position. I think they've proven me wrong um, because I was just seeing too much winning, losing, winning, losing. I just didn't see any consistency, but they've been super consistent. They've been performing. Their big players have turned up when needed. Um, Vardy's not scoring currently, but 
other players are chipping in. Uh, Harvey Barnes, uh, Madison. Um, yeah, they've both been scoring goals. That's and, important. And the only been, issue I have is that, that Vard is... Um, he actually, I don't know if he's injured or he's been struggling with this hip problem. Mm. So yeah. I don't, I, I, I've never really rated Ihanacho that much. So yeah. I feel like that could be an area where if Vardy's out for um, any significant amount of time, then um, Perez yeah, false nine. Do, do. Yeah, Perez. I mean, he's a striker at the end of the day. Yeah. He could it's not do about that, yeah. But Vardy is like he's one of the all-time greats in the Premier League. So yeah, um, there's a big it's a difference. Big miss. Losing, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a big miss. Yeah, but yeah, um, and I just wanted to mention Harvey Barnes as well. He just keeps oh. keeps doing the business. Like yeah. we mentioned him as one of our top contenders for Young Player of the Year so far, mm. but he just keeps he 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 just keeps improving, improving, and um, I feel like he's definitely one of Brenda Rogers' favorites. Yeah. I feel like Let me, oh, go on, go on, Mark. I'm just gonna ask you guys a quick question, and I know that they're different players, mm. obviously, um, mm-hmm. but let's just say there's one spot available left in Gareth Southgate's England squad. I'm talking about two Leicester men. I know they're oh. completely different players. Oh. Um, <laughs> but who would you take? Because I don't think both will go anyway. Who would you take out of Madison and Barnes? Madison. Oh, Mad- Madison, Madison for me. Yeah. I love Madison. Yeah. Same. Quality player. Same. He's one as well. Like he, he's, he's getting goals now as well, isn't it? So he's, yeah. he's scoring quite frequently as well. So that's really important mm-hmm. for an attacking midfielder. And also mm-hmm. his quality. Like that guy's terrible. And his interview, nuts. his interview after the game, you can just tell he really wants that. He wants yeah, it back yeah. in the England squad. I think he deserves it by this point. Yeah, I think so too. It's just how you fit in so many good midfielders into the team. But just on Harvey Barnes, I just think it's interesting, you know, like um, yesterday, not yesterday, at the weekend, he equaled his, um, you know, best ever tally uh, in a Premier League season in 19 games. And I just think, you know, from a player that we saw, like he was a bit in and out. And now I feel like he's definitely cemented his place in a starting lineup um at Leicester mm. and it's just it's just good to see you know young players like just coming in being consistent forcing their way through and and he's he's picking up goals and giving Leicester results that's yeah. what you, that's what you it, want. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see teams sniffing come yeah, the summer definitely yeah. really would and I'm talking top level Premier League teams who do you yeah. think, really who do you think needs uh, a Harvey Barnes I mean I, I actually can kind of see him at Arsenal they're better than us, mate. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Listen, He's got that would be his That would be his. But I could kind of see that. Um, I actually uh, genuinely could. I could. You could play on the right. You think you could play on the right? No, I, 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 I think you. I think if yeah. you're going to buy him, you got to get the best out of him, and it's definitely him the on left. the left. Yeah. The left yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of players in the left right now. But it's, anyway. only, it's only if Son leaves that I can see Tottenham going in. But I don't see Son leaving, to be honest. Nope. Contracts. Pending, baby. It's pending. He's not going anywhere. Uh, well, hopefully well, he rips that up. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to go to the next game. Uh, it was well, it was the first game of the weekend. Wolves versus West Brom. The Black Country derby. They haven't played each other in like 10 years. Mm. And it, uh, that was a surprising result because mm. West Brom, they, they, they've been rubbish for most of the season. And Wolves, Wolves were great last season. Season four, they were really good as well. And we always look at Wolves as a dangerous, especially going to Molyneux, is a dangerous um, ground to go to because, you know, they beat Chelsea there. They've been Arsenal many times. Um, but yeah, West Brom won <laughs> with um, a couple of stupid tackles from the West Wolves centre-backs yeah. in the box. And Motez Pereira scored two penalties. What did you guys think of the game? I mean, I only caught a, lot, a minimal bounce. Yeah, I, I think it was yeah, like, um, what's it called? Uh, I think it tells you a lot when Cody's getting 
hooked off at 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's like yeah. the first time ever in it. The first time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that tells you everything you need to know about that uh, Wolves defensive performance. Um, but I think what I will say is I think obviously that's a massive three points for Big Sam and West Brom. Um, and their new man, Snodgrass. But what I will say about Wolves is, I think they've lost their identity. Um, Obviously, that might be a big part to obviously changing formation, losing Jimenez um, to to injury, and then obviously they sold Jota. Uh, But then having Pedenza Neto, who I think are their future, but I don't know. It's difficult to say because Wolves just don't look like Wolves. They look... They they look disjointed. They they're attack. They're just not attacking. It's I don't know where it is. They start think, really slowly. It's yeah, just, yeah. But they've had right. some they good start. performances though. Yeah, they, they did have, play yeah. really well against Chelsea, against Arsenal, even us. Like they played. But those really were well, one. So I don't know what it is. They're one offs. Now mm. we're we're going into a period of a month and a half, two months. Mm. And what have they yeah. put on the pitch? I think one of the biggest things. And like you said, Judy, you did say they um they start slow. But one of the biggest things for me is that they've gone back to a back four. Like they're comfortable as a back three. Mm. And they have fullbacks mm. currently where they're probably not the best defensively. So mm. guys like um Semedo, who's abysmal defensively, and um <laughs> you've got Ait Nuri, who's a youngster, they probably would be no, I think thriving. Really good, by the way. They they would probably be thriving if they were playing in a back in a back three as wing backs. So I don't know why they why they've gone back to a back four. They never they've never played as a back four since they come into the league. Can I ask and you a then, question? Go on. on that on that um, back three back four thing. It's like a, it's like an unwritten rule that to be a top team you need to be able to play in a back four. Obviously, having more attacking players in play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is what they're trying to do. Like this is the next step for them. You know, let's play in a back four. But do you subscribe to that? Could you not? We've seen teams be successful with a back three, but do you think... What do you guys think about that? That whole thing about back three, back four kind of thing? I don't I don't, I don't, don't necessarily agree because we've seen someone like a really successful manager like Conte. He's played a back three every team he's gone to. Like, we won a league with Chelsea as a back three. It was only when he went to a back four that it went wrong for him, really, at Chelsea. And you look at Inter now, they're in the title. They beat Juventus at the weekend and they're in a title race. They're back three. But Italy's um, I feel like you should just... Yeah, he, yeah, definitely. I, but like, I feel like you should just stick to what you know best. Yeah. Especially with Wolves right now, you're in a period of almost transition where you're not getting all the goals that you did previously. Your main striker's mm. out. You sold one of your best strikers, well, one of your best players, period. Um... So right. I feel like they should just stick to, you know, and also like we forget guys like Doherty, he provided a big attacking threat yeah. because he didn't have much defensive response. They can take him back. They can take him back, honestly. <laughs> I don't like, think they want him. Have I him. Think they want him. <laughs> I think they do. I think they'll say keep Doherty and you can take Semedo. Yeah, <laughs> <right back. laughs> no, I think they'll do a straight swap because Doherty for Wolves was was a bit... I, I was really upset when... Well, not upset, but disappointed when nah. he was going to... I said upset, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I retake that. I take that back. Come on, allow me. You, re, um, you retake it. Like yeah, a re, like a pen. Yeah, yeah. The ref too. <laughs> the, the goalkeeper went was off his line. But I just think, um, yeah, like Doherty is a. You're right, Abdi. Doherty is a big miss because his attacking talents are much mm. better than Semedo's, in my opinion. But what what we have seen is that Doherty just, from what I've seen of him at Spurs, <laughs> just can't play to the same level in a back four. Yeah. And maybe Wolves no. were just forward planning, thinking we're actually going to go into this season 
as a and really player. try it with this back four, and we don't think Doherty's the man for it. That's potentially what went down, but I don't know. He's still he's on. He's, it's early in, and sometimes signings take a little while to yeah. to kind of get used to things. But the caveat to that, we're going caveat crazy today, is that he's already <laughs> he's already he's been in the prem for, for a while. Yeah, he's prem yeah. proven. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna move on. We've got a couple of games which were low-key affairs. We'll just skim over them quickly. A few right. thoughts. We've got Leeds versus Brighton. It was 1-0 Brighton. Dead game, bro. Dead sort of game. a shock game. Yeah, dead. dead hold game. on, hold on. Junior, did you watch that game? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> you I, sound I, like you did. I you chose to watch depressed. that game over West Ham and Burnley, which was another dead game. So it was just a bad time for football. <laughs> bro, you, there's perfectly good paint you could watch dry. <laughs> and watch stuff like I, will, I will choose to. And next time, yeah. would, yeah. Yeah. who's scored for Brian? I don't even know, bruv. Mope. Yeah, put the scoreline on, on the agenda. Oh, Mope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I, I didn't think we'd spend much time on it. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a tapping at the at the far post. Leeds Mope. defending oh, was you're... shocking. Awful. New man's boy. Leeds are shocking. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark, I agree with that. Tanya. Leeds, Leeds well, like, with, with Bielsa, he's historically, his team's always gassed out. So yeah. I feel like they're going to be in for a tough end. Do you know, it's funny that there was a stat after the game that were saying like after um, Bielsa was questioned about his teams being gassed out, uh, that they haven't won a game since um, Bielsa was like, no, that's not true, blah, 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 blah. And they haven't won a game since. But yeah. But I, I don't, I'm not even going to use the, the caveat word. I mean, I kind of just did. you got to think that they... This episode is just going to be called Mark's Caveats. Should we just call it a caveat? <laughs> yeah, I think we should just call um, it caveat. Caveat. Yeah, I think so. Um, they, they, um, the championship has more games. Um, and yeah. they did it last season on, on what was it, 44, 46 games? 46. Um, so... But caveat to that, caveat to your caveat. <laughs> there was I, a... I hereby ban the use of the word caveat for this right. podcast. Here's the here's the the street way to say it, the roadway. I hear that, but you have to remember there was a whole like three months of no football, and then they came back and stormed the the championship. So yeah, to be fair, the year before that they actually did gas out. So yeah, they, they did, the and playoffs, they so... they were they were like top two for the whole season. Yeah. And they finished outside the playoffs. Like, um... That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But let's move on, um, on to another boring game. It was West Ham versus Burnley. I think the Mikel only thing Antonio that happened in back. that game. Mikel I think Antonio. the only mm-hmm. I think the only thing that happened in that game was Antonio's celebration of like <laughs> mocking the Stockport pitch. I... <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. That's the that's the analysis. <laughs> I think that's it. But West Ham, like like I think it was Tanya who mentioned last last week about Moyes being up there for manager of the season yeah. mm-hmm. first half. They keep collecting points. They're in top ten. They're not too. Yep. Like, I think they're eleven on points with. Um, yeah. They're Chelsea. comfortable. They're like not too far off. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is a surprise because at the start of the season when they lost at home to Newcastle, uh, we all like. Oh yeah. They did. They barely bought anyone. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I think they brought Ben Rama late on, but um, I think I think it's got... the oh, just uh, the best the best I've seen them start a season in yes, recent yeah. or well, even since, medium since, to long term memory. Payet, yeah, Payet, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. It was it goes bef- beyond that, um, Abdi, because I think they lost to Newcastle and then they lost the the game after that and uh, to Arsenal. They lost to Arsenal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which they looked a bit better, but then the run that they went on because everyone's like, oh, West Ham are doomed because of that run they had. They had Liverpool, they had Man United and all this kind of stuff and they were just picking up points and I was like, yo. Um, and and we keep saying it, David Moyes deserves a lot of credit for not just coming out of that bad run, but 
19 games in, 20 games in, or whatever, how many other games they've played, comfy top half. Mm-hmm. Untroubled. Keep it gets to a point as well. Exactly. It gets to a point where he's probably hoping he can use the last quarter of a season, which he probably hasn't been able to do for a while with West Ham, to just try and experiment a few new things because they're probably mm-hmm. in a be in a position where they're ninety percent safe. And yeah, maybe maybe David Moyes can start uh, expressing expressing himself a bit more on, on in terms of how he sets up. But to be fair to him, the West Ham team they look creative and, and ready to rock and roll. Antonio back is big for them. Big, yeah, especially mm. coming off the back of um, selling Haller this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of a bit surprised because they did what they spent forty five million on him, and, he's I, and he was really good in. Really good. I, I mean, he's trash. I, I'm gonna sort of. Go against my point here. He was really good in the Bundesliga. <laughs> which sort of like, trash, yeah. Bro. Which Tells you everything. Yeah. He was trash in the Premier League. I, but yeah. I didn't buy it from the like the performances last season. I mm. even think I mentioned it on the podcast. We gave him some time, but it just, it's not. I feel, like, I feel like definitely they'll probably need to go get at least some sort of backup. Because yeah. I can't think of any other striker. They, they, tried, have, they, they have to. They tried for Enketia and uh, Arsenal turned that down. That would be a good move uh, for yeah. them, actually. Yeah. I'm seeing um, they're, they're interested in a severe striker as well. I've forgotten his name, um, who has started the season pretty well. Um, so I just want mm. to keep an eye on there. All right. All right. Moving on. We've got another game here, which was kind of boring as well. Yeah. Um, Fulham versus Chelsea. Chelsea finally win again. Although they win oh. the last game. I don't remember. Well, they won the cup game, but yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Sort yeah. of, um, yeah, 1 0 win. Uh, the guy who Junior was criticizing his goal scoring has come back and scored two goals <laughs> since then in two games. <laughs> Mason Mount he scores. definitely listened. He definitely yeah. listened. He was, yeah, like, he, was he, like, he was like, that long head Cavani wannabe, man. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, nah, Chelsea won 1 0, but only. Well. Only after uh, a red card. What did you guys think of the red card? I think that changed the game, you know, that red card. Because I, I thought that Fulham were on the attack a little bit. Yeah. But I have mm. to say it was a red. For me, it was a red. I yeah, think. I thought it was a red. Other people yeah, were saying you can't come lunging in like that. I mean, in today's game, yeah. I think um, Chelsea dominated that game even before the red card. Tanya's right that Fulham were coming into it a bit um, mm. just as the red card happened. But... Yeah, in today's game, you can't you can't come in like that. And Abdi's boy nah. missed a ridiculous chance. Did you not see it? Abdi's boy hasn't scored has scored one goal in fourteen, in 14 games. games? Which is crazy. You're gonna, have, you you're, gonna have, you're gonna have to tell me who who he is because I don't know who you're talking about. Timo. Oh, oh, Timo um, Morata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were set. You were trying to set yourself up for a while. Yeah, though. definitely. Hey, tell me who my boy is, man. <laughs> um, nah, what was I, what was I going to say, Abdi? I, I think I gave you your props a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to have to do it again. You you hit the nail on the head way before all of us. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've got to be honest. I was so with you on that one. And it's not even just the statistic. No, listen, times, it's not. It's not even just a one in fourteen. He's now failed the eye test. <laughs> there's 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 a stats test. Yeah. He's not he's not passing that. I've watched him closely now for the past few weeks as well. He's failed that test. There's nothing. But then, doesn't look like he can control the ball. He can't. He can't. What are we hold, putting like, it down to? Is it the league? Uh, what he's, uh, he's, he could just only play. <laughs> so he can just only play well in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Well, everyone that, can play. No, no, I, I just, think. I think what we're saying is everyone can play well in the Bundesliga, and if you can't play well in the Bundesliga, you shouldn't be a footballer. Basically. 
I think no, I mean, is that right, Abdi? Is that right, Abdi? You took, took the worst straight out of my mouth. Times, <laughs> I hear. Listen, I hear what you're saying, but not everyone comes to the Prem and does well. It's a it's simple no. hard fact. It's true. That is just a fact of life, and it just looks mm. like he's one of the ones. And you're so right. He could in two years' time move to Spain or move to the Bundesliga and start absolutely banging them in again. It might just be that the Prem isn't right for him. But then no it, goes, really knows, but... it goes back to what we were saying before about um, uh, whoever we were talking about, new signing. Just sometimes it takes a bit of time for them to settle in. But I don't see mm-hmm. him as the 20 plus goal machine that we were fearing. Yeah. I saw a meme. Um, uh, it was like Frank Lampard. <laughs> yeah, his squinting. name was Timo Werner. <laughs> it was Frank Lampard squinting and he was like Timo is that you and then he puts on glasses and it's Fernando Torres Chelsea Fernando Torres <laughs> yeah, you need to respect him. <laughs> Timo oh. Werner ain't scoring in, in the 90th minute at the new camp to send Chelsea yeah, to the final yeah. it's true it's true he's, Chelsea, he's Chelsea scoring, were already Chelsea were through the second play. goal in a 4-0 it's, it's also more. true it's also true. Chelsea, were, that that goal always gets glorified. They it just yeah, made know, it a bit easier for them. He paid but, yeah. it, but he paid it back. He paid back the fifty million with that goal. <laughs> you you <laughs> see that, guys? I like that. You know, a bit of salt from Mark. I like it. I was just going to say I can't remember what I was going to ask you guys. So all right, um, there's one other guy I want to talk <laughs> about. Chelsea, their wide players have been very poor all season. Guys like Ziek who. He's got a big reputation coming into the Premier League. And Pulisic, he was sick last season. But I can't understand why, even through all that poor form, and you're playing Timo Jovino at wide, at wide left. <laughs> why? Timo Jovino. Why, why, can, why can Callum Hudson-Odoi not get a start? That is crazy to me. I don't every time understand he comes it on, at all. We every just time talk- he comes on, I see he's, in, he's, he's, he's improved things for Chelsea. He plays well. He was involved with the goal. Crazy. But did you not hear Lampard after the game was like, oh yeah, Cho could have started to be fair. I'm thinking, well, why didn't you start him then? Mm, he was like, oh, but it's hard. I'm thinking it's not hard. Pulisic is dead. Cho performs every time. Yeah. Pulisic isn't dead, he but he's just not playing well. I I I think think that's a question. I think it's a question that you're not only asking, but every Chelsea fan on the planet Mm. is currently asking. Because I've seen so much. I don't even know what the right word is. Uproar. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. Chelsea fans want him in Desperate. that team. And and if they're actually it's getting frustrated about it now. Yeah. I think it goes it's back an interesting to interesting one. I think it goes back to what we were saying before. If a young player comes in and does well and, and earns their place, like we've talked about Foden, we talked about Harvey Barnes, you could throw Emil Smith Rowe in there, Saka. They deserve to play. And I don't know. Frank Lampard based his season last season on the young players. And then I was really taken aback by the quote he he did at the at the start of this season where he was like, you know, it was, I had to play the young players last season, but that's not our identity. You know, I have to think about winning. Yeah. To He's right. Kind of Chelsea's stuff. identity is pay whenever <laughs> you've got a problem. No, it's 100%. That's, that's true. But that's so disrespectful to players like Mount or Cho or... Abraham or um, Tamori, who's now at AC Milan or whoever, you know, that's disrespectful. Those players could reach James. They all came from the academy. They could do yeah. you a job. Mm. 
And also him, and he, he can't be bemoaning having to play academy talents when you've got probably the best group of academy talents. In exactly. Oh, 100%. 100%. And he uh, deserves to start over Ziyech, Havertz and Pulisic and all these men. Yeah. Well, just, just what, quickly, because I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it last week or maybe the week before. It was very recently. Um, if you haven't listened to those episodes, go and check them out. But I, I feel like because of the calibre of player that he brought in in the summer and how much money he spent, he, he probably feels there is a bit, there's a pressure yeah. on him to A, get results on the pitch, but B, those signings need to be successful. They, they were a lot of money. You've got Havertz, who's sitting on the bench, Van der Beek V2 at the moment. He's had a lot more minutes <laughs> than him, but recently you can't really get onto that pitch and I don't get a start. You've got you Werner, who's it. now found himself out of the team. Don't deserve it. The, the, the signings that have worked are Thiago Silva, Mendy, Chilwell. the ones that weren't actually that yeah. expensive. Chilwell, you could yeah. say, was maybe expensive, but the big hitters haven't worked. Yeah. And I think yeah. he feels a pressure to maybe yeah. make them work. Maybe, maybe that's a lesson. Maybe that's a lesson to Chelsea moving forward. You don't always have to spend big. Uh, I can yeah. start, nah, name, never that. To start naming players now. Torres, Cuadrado. I mean, we could go on here. Morata. <laughs> uh, we could go on, but we do need to move on. Yeah, we don't have um, the time. <laughs> Yeah, just one last thing as well. Um, a message to Hakim Ziyech. You don't have to cross the ball every time you get the ball. You know, try and do something else. There are the rules in football. Um, all right, we're going to move on. We're going to move Bro. on to Tanya. She's patiently waited. 3-1 oh. win over Sheffield United. Which, don't get gassed because they're bottom of the league. But yeah, <laughs> it was a good performance. And it was highlighted by probably the goal of the season. If we're yeah. not, if, 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 if anyone else got any other options. Yeah. But uh, uh-huh. but, uh-huh. Mm. Our mid-season I'm still thing. still back in Eze. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, up, it's definitely up there. Yeah. So, is it, so is it just a goal against Sheffield United thing? <laughs> Anyone scores it? That goal. Oh, uh, but no, um, we needed yeah, to bounce what did you back. Think about the game? We needed to bounce back because that Fulham performance, I mean, I won't dwell, in, dwell on that, but that really, really annoyed me. So, yeah, um, I know, because I was you threatened expecting... me in the group. So. Yeah, I did, yeah. So I was expecting a win because, like you say, Sheffield United, the bottom of the league. Um, very confused by the lineup. Seeing five at the back against Sheffield, I thought, here we bloody go again. I think maybe he was just, um, he was just matching up because they play three at the back, don't they? So. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as defensive as I thought it was. Um, it actually worked. Um, we got a really early goal. Aurier scored a header. And, um, yeah, to be honest, I think it was a pretty controlled performance from Spurs, yeah. really. Especially um, when you went 3-1 up, they didn't have any chance to come back. At the yeah. No, but I really wanted us to get that second goal because us Tottenham fans have major PTSD now. Like Every time we go 1-0 mm. up, we just think we're going to sit back and capitulate. So to get that <laughs> yeah. second goal was crucial for us. Who scored the second crucial. goal? I don't remember. Kane. Kane. I was, Kane. So I was just about oh, to yeah. say, I've got to say, right, that, that second goal I, encapsulates the quality of Harry Kane. All he needs is the ball at his feet. Oh, look, there's the corner. Let me find it, and it was just that's it. The, the ball's in the net, and he's he's celebrating. He's so clinical, elite shooter, isn't it? I don't even elite think he shooter. looks anymore. I just think yeah. he has. A he knows where the goal mind is, and, he, and just... he was on the edge of the box, and there was he was there was people around him, like yeah. keeper one in a bad situation. All he did was look up once, cool corners open, place it in the bottom corner mm-hmm. with enough power. It was almost as if he was just passing it in there, yeah, because he knew he's just yeah. so clinical. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's so good. And then we bloody concede. I mentioned it earlier. (laughs) Moment of magic from Ndombele. There's a guy who's Mm -hmm. 
Wait, wait. We conceded, though. We yeah, still yeah. conceded a goal, mm. which was really frustrating. Um, and Baldry. it's for me, yeah. look, I don't know why. Dyer has been decent this season, yeah? But I'm sorry. At the minute, he's looking like the most clumsiest defender in the league. And I think he needs to be dropped. And I don't know what's happened to Toby. Like, he's That's exactly so far what I was going to ask. Yeah, why that. is he on the bench? I have no idea. The last game he played was against Marine, and he just doesn't want to play him in the league all of a sudden. Even Sanchez was getting in ahead of him. Oh, but wasn't I, your, I want to. I was going to say, on. hasn't your most solid partnership this season Dyer from the outside the looking in been Dyer and Alderman? Yeah. No, I, I agree. But I just think in recent games, Dyer's looked very suspect, shall we say. So, He's I'm, been at fault for a lot of the goals. That I know conceded. he's played a lot of minutes. I remember you had two games of 48 hours. He played both. Yeah. Do you think mm. it's just the legs are going and would you be happy with Alderweireld and Sanchez for a couple of games? No, but no, that, what's I'd the young Rodin. guy's name? Rodin. I'd Rodin. Rodin. I thought he, uh, yeah, yeah, he was point, really good. good. Obviously, like, it's Sheffield United, but I don't know. I just think he's obviously got the height advantage and I think he looks quite good in the air. Like, I think him alongside Toby would be a really good partnership. But obviously, he's just thinking Rodin's still very young, just come up from the championship. Mm. It's a bit of a risk to stick him in quite big yeah. games. So I think Actually, that's why I, he played him. But I think that might be on. a reason why, well, not the reason, but one of the reasons why he might have played five at the back, just to give a bit more security to um, yeah. Rodan and, and just make him feel a bit more comfortable because it looks like he's planning on using him in the future. I also, like, I, properly. So. I also think Toby's on the way out. It's the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cycle. No, definitely. Definitely. I thought he was going to be gone know. this summer, to be honest. But I guess it had to be one or the other of him and Batonga. You couldn't yeah. let them both go. Yeah. There, there's rumours that um, PSV might want him. I think there's rumours that PSV might want him in the summer. Who, Toby? Um, but we'll, but yeah, Toby. Mm. But we'll see, because to be honest, he is getting on in age. And I, I can't see him... I think he's hit his ceiling. Like He's not going to get any better for us, I don't think. Mm. We definitely need like a top-quality centre-back. Well, can I ask... Better. Then, like in that game, what stood out for you? What were you happiest with, and what were you least? Happy and Dombele, and Dombele. <laughs> oh, honestly, like I feel like a proud. Should I say sister? Is that appropriate? <laughs> I can't say proud mum because you know. And yeah, Dombele, given the fact that he's you older than say, you. <laughs> yeah. And Belay was not favoured by Marino in the beginning. Like I, I genuinely thought he was going to go. Um, I was praying yeah. he wasn't because I just know how good he is. But I just think the way he's bounced back and pulled his socks up. You have to remember he was playing alongside Hoybier, two in midfield. We usually play the three in midfield. Mm-hmm. And even defensively, he just looks a lot better. Like he works so hard for the team. He gets good tackles in. He's good going forward. And I just think he's improved game by game. And obviously, we have to talk about the goal. That goal. Mm. I think he meant that. He definitely meant that. He definitely did, yeah. Yeah, I think he meant I didn't think there was a question in there. There was a funny post, yeah. It was a fluke. There was a funny post where someone said, how can I tell my kid that Ndombele scored from this position and Timo (laughs) Werner missed from that time where he was on the goal line and he headed (laughs) onto the bar. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I think we have to give him double a big big credit yeah, like yeah. Tanya was saying he was he was the guy he couldn't he didn't look like he could finish a 90 minute game he finished he, he played the 90 minutes of the weekend that was the first time this season no? yeah but like, I mean just generally his, 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 yeah. his approach play his feet are so good the way he can faint and drop a shoulder and mm-hmm. you know oh, come out of a tight situation break with the wonderful ball his, his decision making is good and obviously that is an insane goal as well I think but going back to Mark's question, um, before we move on, 
I mean, what I was impressed with is just us creating more chances and just going for it. I'm sick of us sitting back all the time when we go one nil up. Like, we need to play like this consistently. And this is where I'm happy we got the three points, but I think we need to take it into the next game. Obviously, we've got Liverpool, so it ain't going to be easy. But I want to see us go for it a little bit more. And I think Koibi has been fabulous. So is Rekilon. <laughs> Actually, sorry, now that you've just mentioned it, maybe it was because I can't lie, it surprised me when I see you lined up at five at the back against Sheffield United. But maybe no, no, he's no. doing that with a view to the Liverpool game, and we actually might see you set up in a slightly different way to how you did at Anfield. Try and, try and go five at the back, use your wing backs for width, kind of pin back. Yeah, Robo. I don't know, maybe he's got something, something up his sleeve. I don't know. Who knows with Mourinho? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, and, and and right on that point where you were saying about playing a bit more expansive and not being so defensive, we saw that exactly exact that exactly that happened against Fulham midweek as well. So yeah, exactly. It's just so frustrating. It's really frustrating. Yeah, that was a. Were you gonna say you gonna say something, Junior, or do you want to move on? I oh, know. Let's just move on. Uh, okay, cool. So um, last night Arsenal played Newcastle. We won three 0 um, oh, Junior, I'll, I'll let game, you take. Go on, Tans, what are you going to say? No, Newcastle, I'm sorry. <laughs> they were absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. Right, yeah. And I don't want to discredit Arsenal because, look, it was a great performance, but they just, going forward, they just didn't know what to do. Like, Carroll is, he should just retire, I think. <laughs> See you later, mate. He's, he's dreadful. The only good player they had was Almiron. Apart from that, mm. I think they're shocking. He's, saying saying he's on his way out. He's he a, a criminal. criminal. Yeah. He's a criminal. Before, look, no doubt you lot, like you will definitely want to chat about Arsenal and for sure chat about it all. But yeah. let's just let's have a thirty seconds on Newcastle. I've got some questions. <laughs> Why question. was Jolinton basically playing left wing back? <laughs> this is what we went no, on. Right. Got... I think I think you need to um, shorten that question. Why was Jolinton playing? <laughs> <laughs> why, why why is Andy Carroll on the pitch and no oh, one's trying to find know. his head? I don't know. Why is why did Newcastle just look like <laughs> I don't know, like a, a a fresher version of Stoke from back in the day where it was just <laughs> they don't care boom. how they get the point if they boom the ball the ball goes wherever it goes and that's it and, and there's you, no you calculated measurements and... before we go on to Arsenal I do agree with Tanya Newcastle were an absolute embarrassment last night like that's just oh, un- wow. like, they weren't a threat at all like no point no. I don't think Leno didn't have to make a single save it's just an embarrassment and that's not what we will obviously we obviously I, I, I'd, I'd prefer if 19 teams we play you know for both games of the season they all play like that until we can win the league but it's not what we pay for pay to pay to watch football for it's embarrassing now but just on Newcastle I think obviously I I called it I called it last week Sheffield United won their first game of the season in the Premier League after winning the FA Cup game obviously they played Newcastle and I think Steve Bruce had had enough and he came out after the game and goes, I'm, yeah. I'm tired. We're going to play my way. And I think this was him trying to play his way. And I don't know what his way is because it was <laughs> it was really, really bad. Um, they looked disjointed. They, had, they made eight changes. Um, but boy, it, it just looked shambolic. You from, would think they'd Newcastle. be more attacking because they started with three strikers. 
Yeah, but yeah, it didn't I don't make know if sense. Call Joe Ellington striker, but yeah. playing Joe Ellington but... on the on the left wing is is gonna. He, man can't even play in his position, let alone left wing. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually makes it even worse. They started with three strikers, and I don't actually know where any of them were playing half the time. Alan Wilson must be thinking, "Bruv, I, I enjoyed it. I'd rather be a Bournemouth right now." Mate. <laughs> Fraser Fraser is is suspended from the Sheffield game. They don't trust um, any of their youngsters to play left wing. So, but playing Jolinton on left wing, you might as well start the game with 10 men. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go on to Arsenal. Let's uh, Arsenal, obviously, were the winners honest. of that game. Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> you hate be quiet. You had your moment. In the first half, it looks... She's mimicking shooting her head, but... Yeah. It, it, it looks very, very reminiscent of the midweek game against Crystal 90% Palace. of games. 90% of games um, we've played this season. Oh, it looks very disjointed. I think, you know, like, we had a couple chances. Obviously, Aubameyang hit the post early on. But after that, really didn't offer anything. And I think the the, the shining light, like, Abdi was crying the whole game and I was just trying not to hear right, it. Rightly so. Rightly I, was, so. I was trying not to hear it. But... The reason why I wasn't trying to hear it because <clears throat> there was one player in his whole in the whole game that he played. He only played sixty six minutes. In the whole game he played was fantastic, and this is what we were talking about earlier in the season about transition from defense to attack, which we didn't have. And that guy is Partey because he would get the ball in the middle from the defenders or break up play or whatever it is. And he looks so calm on the ball. And his first thought is look up. And how many times he set um, Smith Rowe through or Aubameyang through. And that's what we've been lacking. We're too much on the little passes here, one-twos here. Partey's like, nah, blood. Like, and he springs a ball from like, like a cross-field ball and it finds him Smith Rowe and we're at their defence. That was yeah. more evident in the second half. Obviously, he got the assist for Aubameyang. Um... And then I think from there, it was curtains for Newcastle because they just yeah. had to come at us and that was it. On, on the Partey thing, just watching him and then watching Xhaka right next to him, I just feel sick sometimes. I'm just like, Xhaka, <laughs> do you not see what your, your, your peers are doing, bro? Look at the people next to you. Like Every single time Partey gets a ball, he just drives, he's always a forward motion. Yeah. Sometimes he drops the shoulder and he'll lose the, the sentiment. I will say also, like I mentioned earlier, Newcastle, some of their pressing, was was childish. It was You can't press like that. That's embarrassing. And you're up against Thomas Partey as well. You're not against some 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 nobody midfielders. To be like, fair, like, like Hoybia. You're you're up against Topman. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know she's gonna react. <laughs> to, to be <laughs> fair, don't lo- even go there, please. To be fair, Longstaff does look like a child. Yeah. To, what, is it is it the younger one or the older one? It was, it was Matty, wasn't it? Oh, uh, you should be ashamed if you're the older one. Your younger brother's playing instead of you. Um, but on, on, I thought I thought our star performance, performance like Junior said, Partey was good. But I thought Smith Rowe and Saka, obviously, they're just a shining light of, of of this club. Saka, I've said it many times. I will protect him like he's my son. Like, <laughs> he's he's just special. And then Smith Rowe, like Carragher mentioned it in the post match analysis, he said Smith Rowe. He plays every 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 time he plays is his first touch. And what if you do that? If you play one touch, two touch, one of the things people forget is like you, you can't be susceptible to tackles a lot. Like you will, you, people won't be able to get in your faces and tackle unless they're playing a really good pressing game. So if when we got guys like Xhaka and Willian who d- dwell on the ball a lot, then you can be susceptible to a good pressing game. But when we've got guys like Smith Rowe who plays one touch 
and Saka and they're both on the same level, then it's only going to help us. And it's it's a big, like, he's a 20-year-old, you just come into the team and he's the attacking creative leader, which um, is just, it's baffling really, but it's great to see a guy from the academy come through. Mm. I mean, well, you needed you needed someone to come in, I guess. Mm-hmm. At, it was getting to a point in your season where it was really going downhill. Yeah, you needed someone to come in and kind of take the shirt by the scruff of the neck, as you will. Um, and that's been Smith Rowe, and it's been Saka, and yeah. it's crazy how it's the two young players who have started to play in this insane way and and it looks like everyone's kind of following suit mm-hmm. with them so they've stood up and been counted and I don't know it, this isn't even a, a question or a negative but what do you think it was that they have done that the others couldn't do to keep themselves into form I think it's just what we talked about before it's like when you play young players um who, especially from your academy is they want to play for you they they there's more that they give more you know um, you can buy how many other players. I think you can look at it with Chelsea. Like Chelsea's, they bought um, ha- um, Havertz for ninety million, Werner for sixty million. But their best player players week in week out are Mount, Colin, mm-hmm. Callum Hudson Odoi, Reese James. Um, you can look at Liverpool. They're always bringing in young players through. Always trying. Man United the same. And I just think having those players there who know the identity of the club, who care for the club, who care about the fans, that's important. Um, Abdi, are you smirking? No, no, no. I, I oh. agree with what you're saying. But like, <laughs> I just, you were smirking. Just, just, no, but I just feel like it just comes down to they're just better. Like, I think Smith, Rowe and Saka are better players than Pepe and Willian. Like, I'm loving seeing Mad. Pepe on the bench. Like, you know, <laughs> what a waste of money. And, and you know, I, yeah. I hope he knows it as well. I've when got, he came on I against actually, Crystal Palace, I lost it, bro. That performance against Crystal got, Palace, my God. I've got a question for you then. What? How do you cut your losses? Like, What is a reasonable fee now to get back for him? Or is million, he someone 25? you just hold on as a squad 16.5, I'll take. 20, 25 million. <laughs> wow, that's mad. No, all right, but put your businessman cap on. And let's just say you are part of the Arsenal Well, businessman would be... Businessman business would be... I, I hear you. Businessman would be obviously you want to recoup as much as as you paid for him, but the, but That's not we're, we're being realistic because Lille, I feel like they should go to court because they had us. <laughs> that is fraud, fraudulent. <laughs> Why we pay seventy two million for that pile of crap? Like it's 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 a shame. Like and you, Arsenal, you, they should. You were the transfer window champions that window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told you. I t- exactly. Don't want to hear it. Listen, listen, listen. I was hey, I was frauded by Leo as well, innit? <laughs> I was they had frauded me. by YouTube. YouTube had some nice compilations. Oh, no. That's why I'm not watching YouTube ever again. Bro. No, I'll go to the ground and watch it. Wait, can uh, I ask a question as well? Actually, had me so Abamyang scored. You got Partey back. Are Arsenal back? No, wait, hold on. Uh, hold on. Slow, slow down, slow Listen, down. We'll need talk about the first point. <laughs> our, ne- our next six <laughs> games are Aston Villa, yeah, yeah. Man United. Um, I think we've got Man City in there. We've got Man City in that run. We've got Leicester. No. We've got Leicester Bro, away, Wolves it's, away. It's a joke. We've got some tough games <laughs> it's, coming up. It's, and also, all of these teams... We'll get to that bridge when we cross it. But all of these teams, <laughs> we've, all of these teams we've beaten recently, they are, you know... Then they're, they're either in terrible form or they're just terrible teams. It doesn't matter. I think you have to beat what's in front of you. That's true. So hopefully we can take it game by game. But I want to go back to the Aubameyang point. We have a hater in this group right now. 
His name is Mark. Okay. He was hating on Aubameyang last time. So I want to say, <laughs> what are we saying now? Hold Justified. On. Justified. <laughs> no, you can't. No. I'm joking, I'm joking. Tanya, no, we have to stop. Tanya, you can't yeah, hate on a player just because of form and then go back to loving them afterwards. No, yeah, no just can't hate on a player, bro. No justification. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm Wait, did he hate you? No, I'm talking Mark to Daniel. I'm not talking to Mark. Him, get rid of him. Why would he him. Mark was putting him in the Pepe category. I don't know why, bro. No, I tell you, you said justified. Wild, <laughs> yeah, it's for criticism. Is that not what we're talking no, about? Criticism, about my hate. Obviously, still my hate. Yeah, but obviously I'm joking, Jim. Oh. Mark, would you want to go on? Uh, say your piece, innit? <laughs> I don't even have a beat. I'm, I'm just confused. Alright, it's fine. Um, no, no, I... <laughs> Sorry if you don't want to defend yourself. It's fine. Hey, Mark, you don't have oh, to identify okay. this with a response. Yeah, that just yeah. This goes I, against I, your character. I don't... All right, all right. All right, Defamation of character. Abdi, exactly. we're going to court. <laughs> Is this, yeah, me, is this you, before, and Leo. I was about to say, is this before or after his Lil court case? <laughs> all right, all right. I want to I right, talk about something else in regard to Arsenal. Um, this, well, I think it'll be confirmed probably by the end of this podcast. But Meza Ozil is gone now. To he's, in, he's in Istanbul. He's moving to Fenerbahce. Um, we've all spoken at length about this whole situation for the last six, well, close to a year, actually. Um, but I want to get the thoughts of all three of you, but particularly the non-Arsenal fans. What do you see as Meza Ozil's legacy at Arsenal? Like, what do you think Good of his time at question. Arsenal? Has he been a success? Has he been a flop? Mm. Just give me your thoughts. I, so this is a good question. I had a similar conversation with a couple of people yesterday. Um, so an Arsenal fan just said to me, look, I've got a question for you as a non-Arsenal fan. Do you think Meza Ozil is an Arsenal legend? And I said... Slow down. Whoa. Legend, <laughs> no, legend no, is a no, mad, no, no, legend no. is a mad, mad word. I said, you look at Thierry Henry and and so yeah. on and so forth. That's what you define as a legend. So I would never have him there. I think it's fair to call him an Arsenal great. I re- I really think that's fair. You don't see nowadays a player at a club for how long? Seven and a half years. Yeah, it's quite rare. Three FA Cups or four. Well, technically four, but I think you got three. Three. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think the first two or three seasons, it was, whoa. I remember, I actually remember when you signed him from Real Madrid and I actually thought, Mm. whoa. Uh, Mm. That's the first time I've really thought you guys meant business for a while. Mm. I thought you you brought a world-class player almost in his prime. Yeah. Um, And there's no doubt in he was a very, very good player. But in my opinion, and everyone has different opinions, in the past two to three years, he lost... I wouldn't say hunger because that's unfair, but it looked like it, he started to, there were, there were less yards being covered on the pitch by him and he was only really interested in receiving the ball and not working to get it back. And that would really frustrate me. I don't know. Quality player all in all. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could have maybe made more of his Arsenal career than he did. Definitely. Tans? I mean... I... I wouldn't say he's a legend because, like Mark said, you you consider your legends, especially for Arsenal, the likes of Thierry Henry, players like that. Mm-hmm. But you can't deny the talent that he has, and I do actually think he was treated unfairly by Arsenal. I mean, I know that probably mm-hmm. a lot of Arsenal fans might not agree with that, but I think he still could have been in the side. Yeah. But I think towards the end, you know, like Mark was saying, I don't think he was working that hard when he was playing on the yeah. pitch, and. He wasn't fulfilling the, the quality 
really. Um, but look, he's a good player, but I wouldn't say he's a legend. Fair. I don't think Ju- so. Junior? Um, there's a lot of... I've heard it. His whole Arsenal career about how oh, he doesn't cover the pitch, blah, blah, blah. There were stats no, that, they, that they played was like he used to be covered 12 like kilometers. He used to run more than most people. It's just he looks uninterested. No, listen, I get wait, wait, that, but that's because... Lazy. Wait, I'll, come, I'll, come on to, I'll, I'll come on to what you, what you actually said. But no, that was... I just, just very quickly, it's just, I, I get that he covered ground, but he used to just float around. And my mm. what I meant is that floating around and covering the ground is, is great because he's getting himself in, into the position to receive the ball. What I didn't see so much was in terms of the distance he covered on the pitch during the 90 minutes. Not much of that was defensive work, even defending from the front. I'm not expecting him to be playing centre-back, but mm. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But <laughs> No, I, I get what you're saying. And so I was going to say it. Um, so, yeah, so like a lot of this distance covered was never to... Um, you know, last man tackle or to win the ball back or anything like that. It's just, you know, him being in position. And there was a reporter in Brazil um, and they were talking about, they were talking about this. They, they, they were like, they were going crazy on air going, I don't understand the English. And what he was saying was, he goes, you want uh, number 10 to, so in Brazil, like numbers are really like important um, shirt numbers and all that. So I'll just make this point really quick. So you want a number 10 to run around, tackle, waste all of his energy on winning the ball back and and that stuff. So when he gets the ball, he doesn't have the energy and and all of that stuff to do what he's good at. Right. That's a very like black and white way to think about it. But in one way, I I think what we should have done is always, and I think this was Wenger's intention, was to build a team around Meza Ozil for his good attributes and so, so like yeah so like having Kozola for example who was amazing at retaining the ball he he rarely lost it he was always uh, able to pass and usually would be man marked by maybe one or two players which would always give Ozil space losing Kozola to so many injuries we couldn't ever replace Kozola Wilshire was always injured. Mm. Ramsey's a different type of player. Coquelin, let's not go there. Um, so it was always very, very difficult to get those those performances from Ozil when you lose a player of the ability of um, Kazola. I think mm. this season, if it was like two or three seasons ago and we signed Partey, I think that mm. enables Ozil, frees Ozil yeah. up a bit more. Look, but, I get yeah. that. I agree that he's lost something and he, mm. he, he doesn't look like, I don't know, he doesn't run. He, he just seems to wander around. It's not the same Ozil. Mm. But I think you build a team around Ozil. You don't expect Ozil to fit into your plan, in my opinion, if you're buying someone yeah. like Ozil. I, I get that. But what you've just said about um, Saka and Smith Rowe is that they've come in and improved this Arsenal team simply yeah. because they are, they've been better than what you've got. But what what hasn't affected them is who's in the team with them. They're yeah, performing yeah, yeah. anyway. And you made a point about Santi leaving was bad for Meza, etc. But the Not quality leaving, being of player injured. that or being injured, but the quality of player that he is, it shouldn't really affect him. I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting discussion. We can chat about it for longer yeah, next week. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, we do have to move on. I'll just make a quick 
my 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 quick comment um like i agree with mark saying in this day and age you can't afford to have to legislate for a player not doing most sides of the game he he can't we can't in in this day and age he's a type meza ozil with number 10 death shots in short supply so um yeah guys uh, he sort of becomes redundant in the team although he should have been in the arsenal team we previously like we've been with him under wenger he had a lot of and i know we've used this word a lot caveats in the fact that he didn't eat like for, for Wenger's all of last Wenger's last season he missed all the away games he got extra days off um and like he didn't have to do much tracking back and all that stuff as well so um although he was I thought he was really good in his first couple of years the last two or three years especially under Emery he was I thought he was really bad but you know I thought I wouldn't say he's a great or a legend but I'd just say he's been a very he was a very good player and one of the most talented players we ever had but we have to move on um, I just wanted to okay. Let's do our man of the week. Yeah. Um, I, I I I'm gonna go first. Um, my man of the week is although I criticize him, I've criticized him before, but I'm gonna go with Ndombele. Um, yes, purely, Andy. Purely for that goal, which is just outrageous. But yeah, go on, Tans, you're next. buzzing. Yeah, I've got one. Do you know what? I'm gonna go John Stones. I just think he's definitely shown that. He's a really good defender and he's he's improved. And to get them two goals, which by the way, like the second one he scored, we didn't talk too much about the goals. Bloody yeah, hell, he's a striker now as well. <laughs> he's better what than Jesus. I'm <laughs> Do you know what? Stick him up front as well. Honestly, Harry Kane, watch out, mate. That's a good one. Mark? Keep it short and sweet. I'm going to give it to Addison this week because... Oh, good without, one, yeah. Without him, we simply lose that game. That's a good shout. And lastly, Junior. Thank you, Marcus. I thought you were going to take my one, but uh, I'm going to ah. go with Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, yeah, good one as well. His, yeah. his last, you know, just his last there. month, to be honest, has mm. been fantastic. But his performance yesterday, one touch. Oh, this one's going to be tight, you know. This one's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. All right, there were some other things I was going to talk about, but we're running out of time. So I'll just go with... Everyone will will put another poll out. Hopefully, if if Mark agrees to do so. Um, <laughs> what's um, so? I was thinking, who would you guys say is the most underrated player in the Premier League? Oh, what currently? What I mean, underrated. You see, I had a good think about this. Um, what's the limit here? Like, can just I mean, what example, your definition of underrated? I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So I've got. So two, I've got one in my just, mind. Do you want me to give mine? Yeah, yeah you guys. So I've I've been singing his praises for a while, but I think Johnny Evans. He's a guy who they bought two good centre backs. He's he's a guy who just even when he went to West Brom, he was good. He went to Leicester, he's good. He always does his job, and he's a guy who never gets any credit. Like every time you talk about Leicester's defence, they always say Fofana or Sayunchu or whatever, mm. Ricardo Pereira. But no one we'll talk about Johnny Evans. He's a consistent performer, and I feel like he deserves the respect. I've got one. Cool. Uh, it's the guy who's overshadowed by, and sometimes justifiably so, by um, England's man of the moment, Jack Grealish. But the work he puts in in midfield is so understated. And I think we saw it last season. Villa weren't the same team. Obviously, they've got better players now, but they weren't the same team without him. And it's John McGinn. I think he, the work he puts in Great that Villa team... Uh, he goes just under the radar. Jack Grealish gets all the credit, but the man in the middle there doing all the all the hard grafting, and is and he's a sick passer as well. Mm. And Mark, 
Um, I think I'm going to give mine to... See, originally I was thinking Madison, but it's so unfair because he really is rated. I just don't yeah. think enough. Yeah. Um, so fitting in with the theme of how you guys are approaching this, I think I'm going to give it to Mason Mount. I think he is a quality player and I really don't think he gets the plaudits he deserves. I think he's great on the ball. He's young. He's just turned 22. He's a fixture in that Chelsea team, which isn't an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'll give it to Mason Mount. Cool. Content? Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm more thinking of players that are As overrated always, you don't do than underrated. Sorry. We'll go with those three nominees. Um, Mount McGinn and Johnny Evans. McTominay, um, what? Someone said McTominay. What? Mark, you said you wanted to do a quick feature on. Sorry. I'll um, right. What I'll do is I'll keep this short and sweet. Um, so a bit of news for everyone. If you didn't know, um, if you're listening, Mario Mandzukic has made the move to AC Milan, um, which is it, it'd be quite uh, cool in a way to see him and Zlatan up top, the two oldies kind of. <laughs> the elderly front two. The elderly front two. Um, so, right. Uh, it brings me to, he's taken the number nine shirt. Now, did you know they've had 10 number nines since 2012? Mm. Bloody hell. First of all, that's crazy. <laughs> Second of all, I wanted to ask you guys how many of those you think you could name. Uh, okay. so, and, and I have to warn you, when I saw this list, there are a couple in there who I thought, when and who are you? Silva, uh, Andre <laughs> yeah. Silva, Piatek, uh, Piatek, yeah, uh, Leo, is Leo one? No, he's still no, Leo, Rafael, uh, Piatek, Piatek is one, yep. Yeah. Obviously, Mandzukic is one. Is Andre Silva one? Andre Silva is one, yeah, that's three out of ten. Three, um, Trone, no. Uh, has Pato played there? Is he on there? Yeah, Pato was 2012, the, the latest one in there. Cool. Uh, and then what's that guy who played for Liverpool in Swansea? Oh, um, Fabio <laughs> uh, Marini, he's not yeah. one of them. God, what a bad era that was, brother. We're not going to get it, just tell us. Yeah, all right, cool. So, uh, so 2012 13 was Pato, 2013 14 was Matri, wow, uh, 2014 15, you'll be like, oh, was Torres. <laughs> Again, 2014 15. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Who? Torres, Fernando. Torres. Not Fernando he did, he Torres. Had, yeah, he had Fernando. half a season there. Yeah. yeah Fernando Torres went to AC Milan when? When he yeah. was actually. See, this is what. Did like well, half a season the there. It, and it didn't really work all. out either. Before, um, he, went, yeah, well, he, before he went back to Atletico. You have um, 2015 16 was Luis Adriano. Oh, yeah. 2016 17. Now, I don't actually know who this is. Lapadula. Nah, sorry. Um, you got 2718 Andre Silva. Yeah. This one you'll be kicking yourselves. 2018-19, you've got Higuain. Oh, and yeah. Then you've got uh <laughs> Piatek and, and Mandzukic. Wow. It's just wow. 10 number nines. They just can't get it right in, in that striker yeah, spot. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Mark is lying. He, uh, he he must have mentioned at least five Italian restaurants. Uh, some of those <laughs> names don't exist, man. What was that? Lapa <laughs> Lapa Lola. No, yeah, you definitely made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let me wrap up. All right, guys. Um, thank you for joining uh, us for another episode of your favorite football podcast. Um, we might actually be go- going back to normal scheduling program with junior hosting next week, but we'll see in it. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back again next week at the same time. And as ever, we'll talk about that later. Man wants to open Bosh. and close.
<laughs> oh, did you want to close? Peace out. No, Abdi, Abdi wants to do Abdi take Oh, it, shame. Right? See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.